everybody. This is Luke from Cinepub. Just starting you off a little PSA to make sure that you have everything you need before you start listening. Hopefully you have your headphones in and are ready to go. Great. You've got your beer, cocktail, water, whatever your drink of choice is. Perfect. That's it, guys. This listening business is way easy. Unless you're at work, in which case, put the beer away. Come on. At least wait till the boss goes back to his office and... Karen isn't looking over the cubicle making sure you're not watching TikToks or playing Among Us or whatever game the kids are playing on their phones these days. Make sure your TPS reports are done, and then let's get back to it. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of the Cinepub Podcast. We are stepping outside of the pub again this week, though, and trading in the beer and cocktails for chocolate milk and soda, because coming on later to discuss this week's movie is the cutest guest I've ever had on the show, my oldest daughter, Blake, making her return since joining me to discuss Disney's Onward on episode five. She will be joining me to discuss Netflix's newest animated feature, the Mitchells versus the Machines. And before I bring her on to melt everyone's heart, I'm going to run down the plot of the movie as well as just give a few tidbits of information. The Mitchells versus the Machines comes to us from Sony Animation as, and was directed by Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe. And this was produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. In fact, if I hadn't looked it up beforehand, I almost would have guessed that they had directed this one. The movie also features the voices of Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Olivia Coleman, Abby Jacobson, and a litany of other guest voices. The movie follows a quirky, dysfunctional family whose father, Rick, voiced by Danny McBride, is a bit of an old-fashioned guy that doesn't really think much of technology and prefers a simple, outdoorsman-like lifestyle, while his daughter, Katie, voiced by Jacobson, has felt increasingly isolated in her family unit being a more artistic person and looking forward to going to film school in California. The group matriarch, Linda, voiced by Rudolph, is concerned about the direction Rick and Katie's relationship has gone and suggests he try to patch things up before Katie leaves, prompting Rick to plan a cross-country road trip, culminating in dropping Katie off at film school in order to repair their family dynamic. Also along for the ride is Katie's brother Aaron, voiced by co-director Mike Rianda, who is extremely obsessed with dinosaurs and their accuracy when it comes to their depictions. However, their trip takes a wild left turn when a Silicon Valley de developer who created everyone's favorite phone assistant, Pal, voiced by Olivia Coleman, decides to up the ante by creating Pal Max, a programmed robot that will follow all of your commands. The robots quickly turn against their creator and everyone else as they begin enslaving humanity with new orders from Pal itself. 
The Mitchells soon find themselves as the only people in position to save the world, but must first tackle all of their personal issues in order to do so. And there you have the plot to The Mitchells versus The Machines, which is streaming right now on Netflix. And we're going to take a short break, and when I come back, I will bring on my very special guest to talk about the movie with me. So stay tuned. Let it begin. The last humans must be here somewhere. Wait. They're coming. Is that a burnt orange 1993 station wagon? Or is it? Ah, who are these unstoppable warriors? We're the Mitchells, the only people who can save the world. I'm super sorry, everyone. Let me introduce myself. I'm Katie. I'm sort of a weirdo. My parents haven't figured me out yet. To be fair, it took me a while to figure myself out. My brother, also weird. Hi, would you like to talk to me about dinosaurs? No. Okay, thank you. And my mom. Katie Face Cupcakes. Ah! All of us, really. How about we put our phones down and we can make 10 seconds of unobstructed family eye contact. Starting now. See, this is good right here. This is natural. And we are back. And we are joined by our very, my very special and very cute guest, my oldest daughter, Blake. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Gotta get closer. <laughs> what did we just get done watching? The robot went on Netflix Daddy Daddy told me. <laughs> that I told you to watch? What's it what's the movie called though? Do you remember what it's called? It's called Moro Robots. Robots. It's called The Mitchells versus the Machines. Come closer. It's called The Mitchells versus the Machines, and it's on Netflix, right? Uh, do you know what it used to be called before it was on Netflix? It, it was called Connected before. Do you think that would have been a better title? Yes. You like that title better? Do you like The Mitchells versus the Machines better or Connected? Connected. Connected? So, do you know what Daddy normally drinks when he talks about movies on here? Do you know what I normally drink? It's bad stuff, right? It's stuff that's not very good for you. Uh, so, what are you? So we we are drinking different things right now. What are you drinking? What did I just give you? Chocolate. You gotta get closer. Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Yep. We're you're having chocolate milk, and do you see what Daddy has here? Beer. No, it's not beer. This is a pop. It's a. It's called Pepsi Blue. Do you know Pepsi Blue is something that I used to drink when I was in high school. When I was a lot younger, when I'm, when I wasn't as old as I am now, right? So we're gonna be, you're gonna be having chocolate milk. I'm gonna drink some Pepsi here while we sit and talk about the Mitchells versus the Machines. We just got done watching most of it, right? For the second time. Yeah, it's a long movie. It's a long movie. A long movie. It's a long movie. It's a long movie. Uh, it. I mean, it's a little bit. It's a, almost. It's. I guess it's almost two hours, right? It's about an hour and fifty minutes. Do you, can you, t uh, I probably would have already said what this movie is about, but can you tell me what it's about? It's about robots. What do they do? Them, them, them help people do stuff and then them turn bad. 
and then they turn bad, right? It's about a guy that like makes a, a personal assistant off for your phone called Pal, and then he makes a bigger one, and it goes crazy, and it starts and starts taking people hostage, right? And that's not very nice, is it? Yeah. What did you tell me you when we were watching this? What did you tell me? You said, <laughs> you said that would never happen in our world. Yeah. Did you say that? What did you mean by that? Because it's on there. It wouldn't happen in real life, you don't think? Yeah. You don't think that you're too over-reliant on technology and one day you guys are going to make an AI that takes over the world? No. You don't think so? Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't want to make a, a robot that does everything you want it to do around the house? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, what's your favorite part of the movie? Uh, the girl driving the car when she was just driving, the, when she's driving the car near the end, yeah. and she's, uh, what was she doing? She was the, she was doing what her dad taught her, right, to how to drive a stick shift, and she was going and uh, spoiler, I guess, but going to try to save everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's your favorite part. It's not, uh, it's not the dog. Do you like the dog Munchie? I do. You do? Yeah. The daddy really loves the dog. Do you know what kind of dog that is? Yeah, it's a pug. Do you know what a pug is? A pug is a dog. Yeah, it's a really cute dog, isn't it? Yeah. Did you know <clears throat> that this movie is from Sony Animation? Do you know who? what other movie they make that you really like? Oh. Uh, they make uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? You love that movie. You, will, you have to watch that all the time. Yeah. This has kind of a, kind of a similar animation style, too, doesn't it? a little bit less uh, comic booky, but it still kind of has the same feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah. You know who else uh, had a had a hand in this is uh, Phil Lord and Chris Middle, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who directed Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and this kind of has. Do you remember that movie? Kind of has the same feel as this one. Yeah. You remember that what that movie is? Yeah. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is that movie where that guy makes the machine and it uh, rains like food. You don't remember that one. <laughs> well, they had that one, plus they produced uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. A, you talked a lot, and I didn't. Well, what do you want to say? I want to say I watch Spider-Man a lot. You do watch Spider-Man a lot. Uh, but Phil Lord and Chris Miller produced this movie, too. Even, even I drink chocolate milk a lot. So, I'm going to go back to this because I don't know if you answered it. Do you think that you're too reliant on your technology? Because you remember early on in the movie when uh, the dad is telling everybody how they need to have 10 seconds of uninterrupted eye contact with the rest of the family at the dinner table? Do you sometimes have a hard time listening when you're watching on your tablet and stuff? Yeah. Do mommy and daddy ask you to pause so that we can get your undivided attention a lot? Yeah. Uh, you were telling me that you thought that this movie was scary. You think it's scary? No. You don't think it's scary now? The first time we watched it, you said it was really scary. No. And now you don't think it's scary? You weren't complaining about it being scary as often this time. Uh, I asked you this before when we were watching the movie. Do you know what a Furby is? A Furby is a kind of like a little bird and I saw the tiny one. 
It is kind of like a bird toy, right? It kind of looks a little bit like an owl. Did you know that those were really popular when, I think, I forget when they first came out, but they were popular when Daddy was uh, a lot younger, too. And they have kind of a re reputation of being a little bit creepy. But did you know that was one of Daddy's favorite parts of the movie? Do you remember the first time we watched it and I was laughing really hard? Yeah. Yeah. And you probably had no idea why, did you? Well, I'm having a little bit of trouble keeping you from moving because you're moving so much and you won't hold still and just sit here and talk to me. Do you have anything else you want to say? <laughs> you love the rock and roll trolls. You love Trolls World Tour. Yeah. You like that movie? Can I ask you one question before I let you go do your thing since I can't keep your attention? Do you think that I'm a good dad? You're a good dada. I'm a good dada. Are you saying that under duress? Do you know what that means? Did I force you to say that? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Do you think I'm a good dad? Yeah. Am I as good a dad as the one in the movie or am I better? better. I'm better. <laughs> that is so sweet of you. I love you. Do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Bye-bye. Say thanks for listening to me. Alrighty. Well, that was my daughter and her thoughts on the Mitchells versus the Machines. She's funny because she talked a big game before I actually tried to sit her down to talk with me about all the stuff she wanted to say. And then when she got in front of the microphone, she gets all shy and just kept walking away and wouldn't hold still. That's, I, I'm the same way, so you can definitely tell that that's definitely my kid. So if you hear a lot of thumps and other weird noises over that audio, you can probably assume she was messing around with the microphone or putting her foot up on the table and kicking it. But I can assure you, she was all excited when I asked her if she wanted to talk about this with me because she's always talking about how she wants to get on the microphone every single chance she gets. But I know we didn't dig too much into the movie as far as our thoughts or anything like that, so let me just run down some of my thoughts on The Mitchells versus The Machines, and then we can all go about our days, shall we? As I alluded to in my discussion with Blake, I had quite a few moments in this movie that had me cackling with laughter, but none so much as the mall sequence in general. Before you even get to the hilarious moments with the Furbies, you have little moments here and there that are just pitch-perfect animated comedy that shows you that the directors really have a grasp on how to dole out and pace these heightened jokes. I was already just coming off of a laughing fit when the Roombas start charging into battle and then they're foiled by the escalator. Those are moments like me that just, they work perfectly. So I will say that while there are a lot of uh, big set pieces that have lots of very cool visuals, the thing that makes this are the little moments of comedy within them that had, they hit quickly and get out of there. None of the gags overstay their welcome, which is something that Lord and Miller do exceedingly well and was one of the reasons why I could have easily seen this being their movie. In similar fashion to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, there are little cues on screen in the form of text or cartoony visuals that complement what's happening on screen, which are just cool little details that make this something worth revisiting to catch everything you might have missed the first time. 
Beyond the comedy, this is by far one of the most emotional experiences I've had in some time while watching an animated movie. As you might have guessed, this movie is heavy with uh, father-daughter relationship dynamics and being the father of two girls and another one on the way very shortly. Being obsessed with trying to be a good dad is something I think about and just try to do every single moment of the day. And while I'm not in the teenage daughter world yet, the day is coming and so I found a lot of the relationship stuff here to be very impactful and super emotional. Quite literally, if I wasn't tearing up from the humor, I was being hit by another profound emotional beat, and they are just all handled to perfection in this. The movie is a celebration of being who you are, but when it comes to family, it's all about highlighting that we are all different and we have to empathize with those around us, even if we don't share the same enthusiasm for the things that are important to them. And the movie also understands that those differences create gaps only if we let them. Two, where if we put effort into it, those gaps become a non-issue because the things that make the people we love happy are actually things that we do care about. We just have to be willing to see it. I won't dig too deep into the specifics of all the emotional beats that I loved, but suffice to say that there are a plethora of super sweet moments in this that I found myself welling up to the point of sobbing the first time I watched it. The second time around, I was able to compose myself much more, but you can still feel the goosebumps when something resonates with you. But also watching this with my daughter and seeing her engage with it and be excited while watching it is something special that you can't trade for anything else in the world, nor would you want to. I hinted at it before, but visually, this movie is a blast as well. It implores a similar 3D animation style as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but with much less of a motion comic book vibe. The action sequences are vibrant and super fun to watch, but also at times have an immensely epic feel to them that when combined with the emotional stakes of it all, feels like a much more immersive experience than your run-of-the-mill superhero movie, even if the characters are completely animated. All in all, The Mitchells vs. The Machines is at this point unquestionably my favorite movie so far this year. The only downside is I really wish I had been able to catch it on the big screen. And though Blake's not here with me to tell you herself, I think she would agree, except if Trolls World Tour had also come out this year, she'd probably say that's her favorite. Though if you've listened to every single episode so far, I did try to get her to sit and talk about this one, about Trolls World Tour with me, and she refused. But maybe we'll try to revisit that sooner here rather than later. And so that's going to bring us to the end of this episode of Cinepub. If I haven't already, you will likely see a post on social media in regards to a tease of some of the upcoming episodes I'm planning, which includes Attack the Block and South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. About the only thing that would stop me from doing those uh, as the next two uh, episodes is a big release that I feel compelled to make as the highlight, which of course could happen with a Quiet Place 2 hitting theaters next week. So stay tuned to Cinepub Pod on both Twitter and Instagram, where I usually, keyword usually, try to give a heads up on what the upcoming episode might be. If you have any feedback for the show, please send an email to cinepubpod at gmail.com. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in and hope you'll join me for another round soon. Cheers. Cheers.